You know what, Sam? What? Sometimes you have to give up a player you really like in order to get better. Yes, you do. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we are back with another episode of the Kaniac Report, and we have Sam Driscoll back back with us. Back from Florida. I lived. I survived. So, nice to be home. I don't want to go back to work tomorrow, but I guess you don't have much of a choice, sadly. Yes, and I'll be heading to Florida next week. Okay, so we're just taking turns. We're taking turns going to Florida. We're taking turns. That mean I get to do this by myself? We'll figure it out. (laughs) Um... But yeah, so this episode, what we're going to go to, uh, if you're a new listener, we start with some NHL news, then we lead that into with some Canes news, and then we kind of talk about the meat of this uh, meat of the episode. And for this episode, Sam, we're going to do an episode talking about Brett Pesci because there's a lot of stuff surrounding him right now, and it really started. Uh, well, we'll get to how that all started. So NHL news, Sam. Um, First things first, like, I didn't think there was a lot of NHL news uh, the past few days. But it's been quiet. It's been quiet. Oh. Ante Kopitar does get extended, though. Yeah, not surprised. Uh, well, I'm surprised it happened this year versus next year. But, you know, he's a core player, leader, captain, I think. Yeah, so. two years, $7 million for each. I, he actually takes a bit of a discount. He was a $10 million player, but... He's still good, too. He's still amazing. Yeah, he hasn't... Age hasn't really caught up to him in a way that that contract doesn't make sense. So, good for good for Kopitar, good for LA. That's a good contract for them. Um, but, yeah, it was a quiet week. Nothing on Tarasenko, really. Just that he's got a new agent. Nothing on Patrick Kane. Nothing on Jonathan Taves. There's still a lot of notable players out there that I think, and, and I think the reality is, it's just this market's. This is a bad year for free agents. A lot of these folks probably expected to get paid, and they're not going to because the cap doesn't go up till next year. So a lot of them are going to take these one-year lower deals because that's just reality. Yes, definitely. Um, I think if they were going to get paid, I think a player like Dumba, like Tarasenko, would have already been off the market. And for me, Dumba needs to bet on himself anyway. He needs he needs he's only going to get a one year deal because he hasn't been good for a well, while. Well, rumors have it he might be going to the desert. I mean, going to Arizona. With Arizona. I mean, going there. That's a real. That's a market you can go improve yourself in because they just they they just don't have a lot of players and anything that happens there is going to be you know that that's good for you. A lot of players have re- revitalized their career there. Career there like Gostaspair. Yeah, Gostaspair. Uh, Yusuf Alamaki. Uh, he was picked up through waivers. Arizona seemed to have really uh, improved on his game. So, I, yeah, it, I mean, it can be, be pretty good to go to Arizona if you want to uh, kind of redevelop yourself. So, yeah, uh, now let's get on to some Canes news, Sam. Uh, the Prospects camp is underway. As you're listening to this, it's, it's going to be happening today as we're recording this tomorrow. Uh, but some notables are Bradley Nadeau, who we drafted in the first round, and Scott Morrow. Mm-hmm. Those are probably that's our probably our best forward prospect who we just drafted in a very very deep draft, and our second best defenseman, um, 
honestly are probably our technically our second best prospect. It's probably Defense Scott Moore. No, I don't know. He's probably our second best prospect. <laughs> really? I, I put Scott Morrow number two, McKishan number one, and then probably Bradley Nano number three. Interesting. Um, Maybe we can have an episode where we bring prospects. Yeah, I mean, sure. I'm. I think we'll see what happens with Scott Moore. I'm looking forward to it because he's a player who he I, had a bit of a down year last season. He did, but he's a player who theoretically could probably crack the NHL lineup as soon as this year, as late as two years from now. I mean, he's a guy who could probably come in sometime, and he's close. Him and Nikishin are probably. Around the same time, I mean, Nikishin could come in the NHL now and be a top pairing defenseman. Just his, the only thing stopping him is his KHL contract. So that's just reality. But Morrow's one other one of those guys who could probably play in the NHL a year, two. Again, early as this year, probably as late as when Nikishin breaks in. And that kind of is why we're talking probably about Brett Pesci and Brady Shea because it may be even it may be even Orloff a little bit too because two years from now that's his contract. So that's when Nikishkin becomes available for us. So you got three defensemen who you might keep one, but you can replace two. And Burns is up in a couple years, but you've got Slavin who you're going to re up. So technically, your core defenseman is probably going to be Slavin, Morrow, and Nikishkin. That's where we're sitting at right now. Then you can just fill it in around the gaps. You could keep one of either. Ashy, Shea, Orloff, Chatfield. I mean, Carolina's no shortage of defensemen <laughs> at, at Which all. Which is good. And as of now, D'Angelo has not been traded to Carolina. But there is a deal in place. But I think there's a lot of moving pieces that are going to involve Carlson, that are going to involve Tarasenko, that are going to involve other things going around the league, involve Pesci, because there's just... There's so much you move, cap space. Yeah, I mean, we have, I think, $2 million left. But well, three, I mean, We have around $3.3 million in cap space. So if you move Pesci, you've got seven. So, I mean, that's probably a little over seven, probably closer to eight. So, you know, it's just a matter of, okay, what's going to happen? There's a lot of moving parts. Caroline is obviously not done. They've, they're going to use all that money. Somehow or another. And they should. Um, they well, Waddell said, yeah. you know, you don't get to take it with you, so use it or lose it. Yeah, well, I wish they had that mindset at the trade deadline last no. year. But They technically used it, but instead of getting things to they retain. They had $2 million left. They could have done something. Well, yeah, that's true, too. Well, hey, look, we don't need to rehash it. You and I have been yeah. very clear. It's, that should have been done. Uh, yes, definitely. So yeah, so um, prospects camp is going to be underway for the th- for those three days. It's going to be interesting if there are going to be any prospects that pop out to us. Um, the next bit of news here, Sam. This caught a lot of attention on Kane's Twitter. Uh, Jalen Chatfield's tweet says, "Remember, tomorrow isn't promised. Today is a day to be great. Don't take a second for granted." Question is. What does he mean by that? Very cryptic. I could be nothing more than a mo- it could be literally nothing more than just a motivational thing that he tweeted. Exactly. It could. He's a Christian. You just don't know. Chatfield's a Christian. He could have been at a conference or heard a pastor or something that he wanted to share. Could mean more. It could mean he's part of a deal for Carlson and he's been told they're gonna move him. I don't agree with moving Chatfield. Especially if you're moving Pesci. If you if they're gonna completely overhaul the defense, 
doesn't shock I me. Mean, I, I believe Pesci or Shea are gone. One of them is gone. Orlov's playing top four minutes. You're paying him that much money. He's not your third pairing defenseman. It's just he's not. But then if you bring Tony D'Angelo in, you're still, you know, he's not going to play. He's not going to be your seventh defenseman. So technically you need to move one or two people out. And if Carl comes in, Carlson comes in, you have to move two. So most likely, I, I don't know what that tweet means. And I'll be clear. I don't presume to know what's a I don't think thinking. anybody does except for the person that tweeted it. <laughs> yeah, and that's chat. So too. I don't think there should be any judgments. I've seen some judgment on Kane's Twitter on being like, oh, he's going to get... No, that does not mean... No, no, no. It doesn't mean he's going to get moved. It doesn't mean he's staying. It doesn't mean anything at all. It just simply means what it says. And it's not wrong. You and I are both Christians, and he more or less quoted a Bible verse. That's It's it's there. Um, It's not cited in the tweet, but... We're told, you know, it's it's one of the parables, I believe, right? So, you know, this is something again. Chatfield's Christian. It's a very Christian tweet he did. Again, it's yeah, it's a it is a. I believe. I mean, you might be more remembering me. I think this was a parable or the point of a parable that Jesus taught about tomorrow not being promised. So, I mean, I don't know. Again, you know, he could mean. It could be as simple as he had a good lesson and scripture and he wanted to tweet out the point of it. It could be that he's not promised to be in Carolina tomorrow or the day after or his time is coming up to an end here. I don't know. Nobody does. It's an interesting tweet. It's cryptic and that we don't know what it means. Um, I don't think he wants to leave. Um, Carolina, there's been no, I have no inclination of that. I think he really wants to stay. Um, I, I think a lot of the players do. I think the only one who probably might want to leave is Tara Vinen, and I've been saying that for a while. I'm not convinced he wants to be or, here. Or, or maybe Jack Jury, too. Yeah, well, yeah, Jury asked for a trade, but I don't know if that's as much, that's anything like, oh, I hate Carolina as much as I want a shot. And Carolina's just so deep and more contending that there is just no room for Jury, right, on this team. Anymore. Exactly, and it's unfortunate. I like Drury, but if you can turn him into Carlson or turn him into cap space or whatever, or player, you know, it, that makes sense to me. Um, and, I don't know. and yeah, don't know. I mean, our answer is we don't have an answer, but that's just part of the world we live in. Is sometimes we just don't have answers. So um, next bit of news. I mean. It could still happen. It's still early in the day that we're recording this. Same. Three o'clock. So if we trade Brett, if we trade for D'Angelo, you'll hear a little insert right now about talking about D'Angelo, but as of now, it hasn't happened. Yes, it has not. Um, but uh, I believe Sam, you told me from a reputable source that a lot of things are happening right now. Uh, well, I mean, it's probably what's holding it back. I mean, you don't even have, it doesn't have to be sources. It just has to be what everyone knows about the team right now, right? I mean, everyone, it's been clear Carolina's in on Carlson. They're in on Tarasenko. They're pretty much in on everybody who could be moved. I'd rather be in on Tarasenko than Carlson. I I would too, but Carolina's in on everybody, and there's rumors Pesci's going to be moved. What's that deal? Nashville's linked. Does that mean they're trying to pry away Philip Forsberg? Right? Nashville's looking to retool. Do they want to go with a star defenseman and move out a star forward? Barry Trotz loves defense, as you're very well aware. Makes sense that he wants to get Pesci. So, I mean, there's just Pesci being included in a lot of 
talks make sense. I think if Pesci's going off to San Jose, more is coming back than just Carlson. Because um, I think I would, I, you would have to think more that's coming back. Carlson Pesci's younger. <sighs> There's a lot to do, and I don't know. And I feel like nothing's really going to happen until the ball drops with Pesci, right? So if Pesci is moved, once Pesci's moved, that's when things start to. It's going to be a happen. domino effect. Yes, most likely Pesci's moved. D'Angelo's traded. Carlson or Tarasenko are traded for or signed. And then that's what's going to hit. It's going to be boom, 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 boom. A lot of things really quickly back to back to back because the domino needs to fall for all of this to happen is Pesci needs to be moved. Because Carlson's contract hit at is is $11 million. Carolina's not going to pay that. I mean, it's just not. San Jose's going to retain. They said they retained about 3 or $4 million, so then we're sitting at around 7 to 8 for Carlson. Yes, but here's the But th- it could be filtered through another team who they might retain 50% and they just have to hold on to 4 and then we get Carlson around 4. So Carolina probably paying anywhere between 4 to 8 million for Carlson. For that to fit, Pesci has to be moved and probably have to move Che too. But I don't but, know. Yeah, yes, but here's the here's the thing though with the amount of cap cap that Carlson is going to carry Regardless if San Jose retains it or not, that's still a lot of cap. And I don't know if that's going to make your team better by getting a guy like Eric Carlson coming in to a point to where cap-wise you have to trade not only Pesci, but Shea. I just don't know if that makes your team better. I mean, at that point, you've got Slavin, Carlson. Carlson's playing on your top pair. Carlson's younger, he's faster, he's going to provide you more offense. You need to put him at number one. Orlov, Burns, that makes sense. Then it would be Chatfield and D'Angelo. Which is crazy to think that. Which is crazy to think that entire second pair could be gone next year. But we won't know until really, my guess is something happens this week. I know, it could drag on forever. We haven't even had... Um, an extension yet for Ajo. That, yeah, that's coming up too. I forgot about that. Ajo needs to be extended. Sounds like that's a done deal. It just needs to be finalized. I can tell you right now, if Ajo's not extended by the by trade deadline day, you need to move him. I don't want to play this game. I'm sorry. Like The same thing with Matthews, right? And like Toronto, they've now moved into a position where Matthews has a lot of power. And with Ajo, this team in general has a very bad reputation of wanting to play players a lot of money when they're RFAs. You need to make this deal this year. Well, I, I don't want to play this game. Well, I think Ajo's going to be UFA, but I mean, I, I agree. And it's not like I'm getting... <laughs> yeah, into, UFA. We have a bad reputation with UFAs. It's not like I'm getting impatient, but it's more of like the clock is ticking. And you do know like, and Ajo won't think, sign anything during the season, so you need to make it happen before the season starts. Oh, trust me, I agree, too. I think if you're going to extend Ajo, it needs to happen before the season. And o- if not? Otherwise, a lot of fans are not going to be happy. And, heck, fans are probably going to be very vocal because he's, fa- he, he's the face of the franchise. Ajo is. He is, and if that you don't could be sign a drop. him. That could be a drop in, t- in a huge amount of ticket sales, for the record. Unless you move him for equivalent young, equivalent age, equivalent skill player, and it's like a one-for-one one that you think is better, yeah, you need that to sign term. him. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, term, or you're willing to extend. But 
I mean, I think Aho. I mean, really, there's not many players that I view as equivalent to Aho. I mean, he's he's not an all star or not like a superstar. He's an all star. I mean, unless your plan is to replace him with Lindholm, and I've seen Lindholm do great in Calgary. He's hundred point player. Aho's not, but I don't know if that's going to translate to Carolina, right? I mean, if it does, and technically you have upgraded with Lindholm, but. I'd rather just extend Aho and move on, but if you can't extend Aho, you got to find a trade partner. Exactly. <laughs> because I'm not playing this game. Not going to let Aho walk for free. You do that then I don't know what to say. It says more about the management than it does about the fan base. It's not the fan base's problem. Well, I'm sorry, not sorry, not the, the fan base. I meant um player the player yes yeah i mean i don't blame aho he wants to get paid and if he can get paid somewhere else don't blame him for that but if you can't get the deal done you got to move him for a player who's going to sign here yes and you really do and i and i think what management's trying to do with brad pesci we'll get into this here with brad pesci is that they is that they don't want to lose pesci for nothing which is why they're looking at trading him question is what are they going to trade him for now i heard it is being reported i think it was from david pagnota that said that there could be a three-team trade option where pesci goes to maybe nashville because nashville's linked apparently to pesci Mm -hmm. nashville pittsburgh too i think toronto 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 toronto's Toronto's wanted pesci so i mean for years Yes, but like we get a pick, and then we use that pick to try and get Eric Carlson. But let's let, let's take a few steps back here. Um, let's just talk about how did these tr- trade rumors get brought up. I think it all got started with um, I think would you say free agency day or I think it was no before. I think it was I think it was before. Well, it's been I mean Pesci's been linked to trade rumors I think for over a year. He's been a player that Carolina has said, you know, they're not going to move, but people always inquire. It's like every year someone's asking about Pesci. So this is nothing new, yeah. except Carolina is now open to it. Where they haven't been in the past, they're open to it now. Okay, so that's my question. When did the, when did the possibility of wanting to trade them get brought up? I think it was at the end of the, of the playoffs. Um, I think it could have been at the deadline if the deal was right, but maybe a deadline. But I think it, could, I think it was probably end of the playoffs, yes. end of the season, where it got amplified because he had one year left, and it was getting talked about by, right by, very credible sources, that, Press Pesci might get traded. Yeah, I mean. And then, and then it came somewhat of a domino effect. You, you go to free agency, and then you sign Orlov, and that's what's, and what's funny about Orlov is that wasn't planned. Orlov came to Orlov's camp came to Carolina and said, "We want to play here." And at that point, that may have given Carolina the license to be like, "Well, what's the point of Pesci now?" I mean, I'm not meaning that in any disrespectful way. Other than that, that Orlov signing has now given them a license to be flexible on the defense. Yes, definitely. Um, 
But it's definitely going to be, I mean, that's how Pesci um, was more in talks about possibly getting traded was when we signed Orloff. And, I mean, the signing of Michael Bunting, not really because he's a forward, but there was... But there was also signs, too, of also getting D'Angelo, which we talked about, too, which really made us thought, yeah, bet Brett Pesci could have traded. So that's kind of how all this got brought up. And then you have well, that makes Brian sense. Pesci's tweets, which I yeah. think is kind of the beginning of the end, I think. Yeah, he more or less was just thanking the fans and you know for being awesome, and that he doesn't know what's going to happen in the end. But I feel like you don't tweet that if you feel you're going to stay in Carolina. Exactly. So... This is not as cryptic. This is more of a preparing, I think, the fan base and even himself because he doesn't want anything to do with another fan base. He wants to stay in Carol. He wants Pesci to stay in Carolina. I think Pesci probably wants to stay in Carolina. I think we've only ever had one player who didn't want to be here, like truly vocally didn't want to be here, and that was Eric Halla. Correct. Um, like I, I, I mean, Tara Vine, and again, I, that's just for me, that's just attitude, how, what I see in person, you know, that's me. That's one sided. That's one sided. And that's me thinking that that's what this is right now. I don't know. There's no proof that I know. It's just what I feel when it comes to Tara Vine. And, but there's nothing that Pesci said or indicated that I think he wants out. I think this is a business deal. And I think Carolina has been lucky to draft two of the best defensemen to really play for this organization. And that's Jacob Slavin and Brett Pesci. They've been together. Slavin has had Pesci as his partner for years and they have played great together. Pesci has been the backdrop to Jacob Slavin. He's played very, very good. I mean, it's tough to see him go, but that comes back to my one liner. I said before, right? Sometimes you got to move a player that you really, really like and to get better. And again, yeah, no, for, no for, disrespect. For the whole team to get better. Yes, and this is no disrespect to Pesci, but Carlson's a better player. He's going to provide you the deficit. Well, I think offensively, he's so, but Carolina, better than Pesci. Carolina has no need to get better defensively when you have a solid replacement in Chatfield, assuming Chatfield stays. Again, we just talked about maybe Chatfield's gone. I don't know. But assuming you've got that replacement in Chatfield, even not, it's Orlov. Carolina's biggest deficit has been, or biggest Achilles heel for the last years has been their offense. So if they can improve that with the with a Pesci deal, I mean, don't you do that? Oh, yes. I think you do do that. Uh, so yeah, that's how all this stuff. I mean, and let me be clear up. too with with Pesci. Look, he's been one of my favorite players for years. I think he's solid. I like him, but I've also been an advocate for moving him, not because I don't like the player, but because at the end of the day, how my mind works is it's a business, and I want this franchise to bring home a Stanley Cup. Not saying Pesci can't make that happen. I'm saying he's a piece of the puzzle that that can be moved to make it better you're not going to move jacob slavin you're probably not moving aho again it sounds more like a deal gets done than it doesn't right now from every source in the world sounds like that's going to happen i just i don't know if there's room for on this roster and payroll to keep shay and pesci and orlov 
and Slavin and Burns, right? <laughs> and get better on the forward side. You spent some money. You spent quite a bit of money. You brought back Anderson at a very good deal. You took less money. I honestly expected Anderson to get paid more in this free agency from another team because of how good he did in the playoffs. So I was expecting for Anderson to take a short-term deal, but a pay raise. But he wanted to stay here, so yeah, he took yeah, a he discount. Did. Ronta wanted to stay here. He took a one-year discount again, and you have Kochetkov. So Carolina's goaltending, they're paying less for their goaltending this year than they did last year. I consider that a, a win. You got Michael Bunting. That's a grindy kind of a player that you've needed. He's sandpaper. He's going to go out there and piss some people off. Good. We needed that too. And he scores. Yeah. And Orlov's a good defenseman. He's someone that you can bring in. And they brought in because the biggest problem that they had last year was, I think, or beginning of the year was a little bit of that issue. They didn't know what was going to happen on that bottom pairing defenseman. But right now bringing in Orlov has technically puts you in a position where you've got Huge upgrade over Calvin Don. Yeah. Because that, that was the enig- enigma right there. Because you've got basically five top four defensemen on your team. Honestly, exactly. Honestly, you've got six top four defensemen on your team. Because I consider Chatfield the top four defenseman. Oh, yeah, I do too. And um, if you get Tony D'Angelo, you got seven top four defensemen. Because D'Angelo is a second pairing defenseman at his worst. And the more defensemen you get, the I think the... More likely scenario, Pesci or even Che likely gets traded. Now, let's talk about what the value Brett Pesci might have. But before we get to that, let's get to our sponsor. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpma.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50, 10 plus leg requirement for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Okay, so Brett Pesci, if we're trading him, what value do you think he brings? Well, I think if you're Nashville and you think it's as a cap dump, I think you're delusional. Look, Pesci has been a coveted player for a long time that hasn't changed. He's a top four defenseman. He's a guy who's going to make seven plus million dollars when he gets his new contract. That's just a guaranteed uh, if Nashville won't meet the price that it's worth and they try to view him as a sap cap dump, I think you need to move on from trying to trade him to Nashville. We're not just going to give you a player. That will not happen. If you trade him for prospects, I think he's worth at least a first-round draft pick. 
I heard I heard Askarov might might be Isn't traded. that a goalie? Yeah, that's that's the high coveted goalie that was drafted in the Seth Jarvis draft, if you remember. I don't know. A, a goaltender? I don't see the point where that helps us in the now. Unless that's like, you know, it's a piece of the puzzle and you're gonna move that out maybe to San Jose, but Well see, I think if they get Pesci, if they get future for Pesci, I think that means that they've already found a way to help shore things up in the forward group. And I'm, I'm talking about not just bringing in Tarasenko, but Tarasenko and plus. So I think if Pesci is moved out for futures, it's they, they've determined that moving Pesci is more about opening up the space than it is about using him to get better. Because I think if he goes to Toronto, he's part of a deal that brings Nylander here. I think if he goes to Nashville, if it's not, if it's Askarov, if it's Futures, fine. Really, with Nashville, I look at it more like, what can I do to make this work for Forsberg? I'm sorry, like that's a player I think would make us better. And Nashville's like in a retooling area. I like Forsberg. But if it's Askarov... I don't have a problem with that. Um, if it's again, like you said, Tarasenko signed plus something exactly. else. Exactly. Um, I think if you need to look at, I think Pesci's value is dependent upon what Carolina's intentions are with him. Is this designed to be a cap dump? Then yeah, futures are fine. Get a first round pick, Askarov, whatever. I think you start at a first-round pick or a high-end prospect because I think he's more than worth that. I did hear from David Pagnota uh, that uh, the value Pesci's at, in terms of a first-round pick, is a mid-first-round pick. So and that's like fine, too. If you're talking to top 15. If, yeah, if you're talking top 10, top 15, we drafted Jarvis in that area. <laughs> so yes, exactly. I'm Which okay means that. that he has quite a bit of value already. And... Honestly, if the four group isn't really set up uh, before you trade them, then I think you need to have the intention of getting better right now if you're trading Pesci. Um, I mean, I, I don't think, because I remember hearing trade rumors of us getting Mitch Marner. Um, I think... Um, Pesci if, isn't, Pesci's part of that if that happens. I was about to say, Pesci is a part of that. I think Marner has more value than Pesci. Yeah, no, at that point, we're giving futures to make that yes. work. But if that means Suzuki's got to go, our first has to go, fine. <laughs> like, I'm okay with that. I don't see the point. I don't know why it's probably, even if it means sending Teravine and two, a couple roster players and that. I think Marner makes you better. Plus, you've replaced Pesci with Orlov, so you're not having to replace a defenseman for a defenseman at that point. You already did. So, I just, I don't know where this is going to go with Pesci. I don't know. I think his value is the same, whether it's a futures equivalent or a roster player equivalent. But if you're trading Pesci, you're not trading him for a defenseman unless it's Carbart of a Carlson deal. You're trading him for a forward. Um, if you move Pesci out for futures as part of a cap dump, uh, it means you you've already space. shored up. It means you've already shored up on the forward side of things. If Pesci's out for futures, Tarasenko's probably signed in the same breath. Exactly. So it's Pesci out. Ter- like It's more like, all right, trade for Pesci here, Tarasenko, sign here. 
it's done at the same time. And but I don't know. I don't. I don't think Pesci's on the team next year. I think we're to a point where you either need to extend him or you need to trade him before the start of the season. It's not fair to the player at this point because of just everything swirling around and it's clearly affecting family. Exactly. His dad wouldn't tweet it if this wasn't affecting the player or the family. But so I think it's it, it to me it's kind of turned into a little bit of a Jack Eichel situation with Buffalo. It could. I don't view it that way yet unless we get to the start of the season and it hasn't true. happened. Yes, yes, that's, yeah. Because right true. now, no one's in the locker room. They're not having to deal with it. This isn't something that's, you know, causing any kind of an issue. That's the worst case scenario, I think, with Brett Pesci if you bleed this into the season. Well, apparently, Pesci's fine with playing his final year of his contract. I mean, I would too, because then you have control and you get to go UFA status in the market. Carolina yes. doesn't want to play that game. Now, here's the thing Pesci has a 15. 15- team no trade yep. clause and i mean i'm not really which means com- he's not going to go to san jose exactly i'm not really confident that san jose is on his um <laughs> no trade list yep no trade list i'll be fascinated to see what happens with pesci <laughs> i just don't know uh, i mean you know you kind of have here you know we keep him well, I'm okay with keeping him too. No problem. The, yeah, where are the ramifications? If you of that? keep Does him, that mean Shade goes, and that's fine too. I, I think one of those players need to go. If Pesci stays, you sign him this summer. Period. End of sentence. You can't let that go on. I think Shay. There's not been a lot of rumors about him. He can play out his final year and walk if that's what happens. That's unfortunate, but that's possible. Um, if you keep him, you got to sign him this year. This year. This year. This year. Because at this point, you put yourself in a position where it's going to make issues in the locker room and with the player if you don't do that. So I don't think I think Carolina has put themselves in a position now because of all the stuff circulating and has gotten out. You have no choice but to trade or extend, but it all has to happen this year before the season. Yep, before the season. Um, if you move them at the deadline, okay. Um, but you run the risk of him not playing well because he's got a lot obviously going on. So I think no matter what this happens, you know, we trade him, picks prospects, roster player. If it's a roster player, I think it has to be a forward. And at that point, I think you're looking at Toronto because they need defense. Pesci's a perfect option for them. He's going to be their top pair. Because defenseman. Toronto has more attractive options forward wise than Nashville does. Yes. So if you move Pesci off to Toronto, I think they've wanted him before. It's nothing new. You move Pesci off there, he's going to play on their top pair. He's going to be their number one defensive defenseman. He's the best defenseman they're going to have in that regard. And he'll probably get a lot more attention, too, and from the league. And I think he earned that. So good for Pesci if he does get to go to Toronto. It's unfortunate that small market teams don't get that attention, but Pesci will get attention if he moves off to um, Toronto. Uh I think I don't know what they do with Pesci. I, I think if we do trade um, Pesci for a roster player, it's going to be someone who is a top six player. Yeah, Calgary, Lindholm. That could be a deal yeah, move. Yeah, exactly. But apparently, Calgary's really trying to grind it out with Lindholm. So I don't know. Yeah, what well, happens with the relationship between Lindholm and Calgary? Yeah, I mean. We have a relationship with Calgary. It's not like we haven't moved. So we can definitely make deals with Calgary. You know, I could see another team being interested in him because they were interested on Eric Carlson, Seattle. 
I don't know if there's a player on Seattle that I'd want. At that point, I might want one of their futures. Like uh, Shane Wright. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think Shane Wright probably has a little bit more value than Brett Pesci. I don't know. he got drafted, what, fourth he, well, in the draft? He did, but he fell, and he didn't translate into NHL prep to like ready player. He wasn't very good. Well, see, here's the thing. I think forward-wise, Seattle is very interesting. It's not as good defensively, I think, for them. Uh, but although they did get Brian Dumoulin, who I think can be an excellent defensive defenseman. Um, I mean, you have Oliver Bjorkstrand, who they got. I think he, he's a player that you can have in your top six. There's Yanni Gord, Sam. Mm, Maybe. I'm not a fan. He's okay. Not he, he's okay. I don't know if I'd like him in a top six role. Um, to me, a, a player... I doubt they're going to trade him. Um, Jared McCann. He he has term. He has like, it's a four-year, $5 million cap hit. But he had 70 points with Seattle. 40 hmm. goals, 30 assists. Now, I think everybody is saying that's a career year for him. He's probably not going to replicate that. But he's proven he can be a top six player. Did Ron Francis draft Pesci or was that Rutherford? I don't remember. That was Rutherford. Rutherford, but Both Francis Pesci is aware. and Slavin. But Francis is aware. So, yeah, that's possible. Trade partner right there. I don't know. Um, we'll have to see what happens. I think it's more imminent than not. I think it happens within the next couple of weeks. I think that's where you're at. I hope it's within the next couple of weeks. But, yeah. And we've said before, if it's picks and prospects, that means you've already got Tara saying good. You've already... I'm not saying like Tarasenko specifically, but someone like Tarasenko and another yeah. forward. Whether it's through trade or free agency, right now your equivalence for someone who's going to put the puck in the net, it was an issue that you needed to resolve last year. Nothing's changed. Michael Bunting doesn't resolve to put the puck in the back of the net. I'm sorry, that's maybe 20 goals. That's not what you're looking for when Pacioretty is going to score 40 for you. That's why you brought him here. So Exactly. And they know they need it because they were that close to signing Tarasenko. So Tarasenko is the guy. I think the only other player available as a free agent is Kane. Unless I'm forgetting someone. Yeah, but I don't think Kane wants to come here. No, I mean, if you can't get a contract, you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. But yeah, so I mean, what do you or your feelings on Brett Pesci overall as we end this episode? Well, I've always been a fan of Brett Pesci. I think he's a solid player. <laughs> I like the tease that he likes to shoot the puck like Jake Har- like Jay Harrison does. But um, I'll be disappointed to see him go regardless. I like the player. I like him. He's a nice guy. Good, good locker room player. Leadership. Been with this team for a long, long time. But it's also, you know, business. And I've said before <laughs> to everybody and everyone who listens, if you want to get better, sometimes you have to give up a roster player. Every team does it. Florida did it. Hooper Doe is a fan favorite in Florida. Let's use them, right? That's a good example, I think. Yeah, I, I think that's a good example. Florida had to move out. Mackenzie Weger. Jonathan Huberdo, they brought in Matthew Kachuk. It didn't really work so well in Calgary, but I think that that can change. Huberdo's a really, really good player. But Huberdo was a 100-point player in Florida. Everybody loved him in Florida. I, don't, I didn't see it coming, and then all of a sudden, pow, Huberdo, well, you're out. Matthew Kachuk, in. 
signed to eight years. Turns out to be an upgrade, though. It worked out. Yeah, exactly. It really worked out. For Florida, out. Calgary, not so much. Calgary, I fully believe it will work out in the long run. Um, I think Huberto, will, he's a good player. It was a new environment, new everything for him. He went from small to large market. It's a lot of pressure for a player, but he'll grow into that, and he'll do fine. So, Pesci, fan favorite, been around for a long time. Everyone loves his dad. He interacts with fans all the time. So, I think you're looking at a similar situation where it's going to be tough and fans are going to be mad. I think no matter what the return is, they're going to feel like they could have done it without giving up Pesci. But I think you got to look at teams like Florida. They gave up to get better and it almost paid off i think florida had a real shot at winning the stanley cup until they got hurt at the end of the playoff run right they had a lot of really ailing injuries that put them in a position where they just couldn't compete and with vegas's very very depth-filled roster and circumventing the salary cap they were just in a position where they weren't going to lose they were kind of like tampa bay a few years ago right And when they were eight million over the cap i think vegas was close to that if not a little over so what I like him I want to get I want a cup and if upgrading our forward group which is where we need to be upgraded at Carolina is in a position where they can or the defense several defensemen are expendable because you have replacements and with signing Orlov you got a replacement now so we'll see what happens yes definitely I agree I think Trading back Pessy, that's going to get some Canes angry. Um, I think I'm probably going to have some hurt feelings as well, probably, because I think he was a great beloved player here. But in order for the team to get better, sometimes you have to trade even the most beloved players to get the team over the hurdle. And I think that's the hardest part for every team, is you're so close to winning that Stanley Cup, you're missing that one thing. And, uh, And hopefully Carolina can get that... Either with Brett Pesci or not. So that's my take. We will see you guys for the next episode. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.